This is Sam Anderson, lead pastor at Central Church. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. The Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, (laughs) 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 Pounded punch keys in the yeah. Apostles' Creed. Okay, all right. Don't look at me. All right. The Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. So welcome to CC Conversations, where the staff of Central Church sits around and discusses our previous series. We had just wrapped up our Apostles' Creed series, so I'm sitting here with uh, Leo Bautista. Howdy. (laughs) I'm sitting here with Christopher John. Chris, what's your middle name? Daniel. I'm sitting. <laughs> I like give him a side eye while I say it. Yeah. Daniel, don't say that on the podcast. Just don't say it. I'm sitting but here with Christopher Daniel podcast, Johnson. So. Yep. Hi. <laughs> yeah. I was sitting here with Christopher Daniel. He just walked away. Um, I'm sitting here with Slick Ricky Vic, who is our uh, Scott Staff impersonator today. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm here with Seth Anderson. Hello. Yeah, that's about the extent of that. And uh, I'm here with uh, Carmen Cologne. Hey. So we are discussing our Apostles' Creed series that we just came through. Let me give you a two-minute recap um, of what we've talked about. And if you want to get caught up, just visit the previous four podcasts um, in our feed, and it can give you more in-depth. If we're talking about something and you're confused, just hit the pause button, go back, and listen to that session, and I think you'll be able to kind of get on the same page with us. But we spent week one talking about God the Father, breaking down the first part of the Apostles' Creed, and we said that God is for us and God loves us. We spent the second week talking about God the Son, talking about how Jesus is our prototype and uh, how we need to be in hot pursuit of becoming more like Jesus. And then in week three, we talked about God, the Holy Spirit, where we said we need to turn down the noise of our lives so that we can hear the voice of God. And then we wrapped up our series this past week talking about the communion of saints and kind of our role in the Trinity and what that looks like. And through Jesus, we are saints, a royal priesthood. And, and uh, if you want to love God, you do that through loving your neighbor. And so we've spent the last four weeks kind of breaking down this creed. What are some things that kind of stuck out to you guys, um, maybe in your house church discussions or just through the messages that kind of stuck with you that you've been chewing on, that you've been digesting, some things that have you know, maybe raised some questions, anything like that? Man, uh, in my house church, we had some phenomenal discussion, and it really, like, I don't know, it got, got wheels turning for me. It was really good. We talked a lot about, uh, we talked about a couple things, but the first thing that really stuck out was uh, we kind of talked about how a lot of the people in our house church grew up Catholic, and so mm-hmm. um, they grew up 
saying the creed all the time, um, but never really kind of internalizing what it meant. Yeah. Um, which for me as a Protestant, I just <laughs> like that's totally not normal for me. No. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know, maybe Leo has more insight on that, but, um, the, after we talked about that, we, we talked a lot about the whole, you know, Jesus being, uh, the full and exact representation of God and, and what that means. There was some phenomenal discussion there. The big discussion for us was when we talked about the Holy Spirit, uh, we talked a lot about like the voices in our lives and what voices are the loudest. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one was really, really, really great. Yeah, so, yeah, I yeah. know. I know. I was raised Protestant as well, and and in that, I was telling you guys earlier. I watched the video of the third of Third Day singing their song Creed <laughs> that goes through the Apostles' Creed, and that was my first introduction to the Apostles' Creed or anything having to do with that, where he literally goes through and sings the lyrics. And if you can get past his Scott Staff impersonation, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's really not that terrible <laughs> of a song. Sorry to all the Third Day fans out I there. Know. Yeah, but. Um, Leo, what? Well, yeah, you were, you went to Bishop Foley, right? You were yeah. raised yeah. in the Catholic world. What was that like? Um, in general, <laughs> <laughs> no. But how does it relate to the creed? Because we don't want to well, go. Yeah, we don't want to um, go there. <laughs> it was one of those things. Like every 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 mass service, we would recite the creed all together. It was part of the whole um, thing. Even to the point, like in school, like, I had Spanish class growing up and. I had to learn it in Spanish. I don't remember it. I was going to say, dude, you need to quote that. Yeah, right I don't now. remember it at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was one of those things. It's one of like the um, one of the points in the service that we would all um, say this all together. And like looking back now, I understand like the importance of us all being able to have this one thing that unifies us. But I mean, I mean, then it was just words, right? There wasn't, like, really much, like, explanation. There wasn't much, like... I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Something cool that Ashley said at our house church was she was saying that, like, for her growing up Catholic, uh, like she said, it was just words and stuff. And when she saw that we were going to be doing the Apostles' Creed as a series, she was like, I was so nervous because I was like, I'm going to be so bored out of my mind. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she said anytime we like tie in like any liturgical elements, she's just like a little she's bit nervous. I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah. know how this is going to go. Yeah. Um, but she said it's just really cool because she's been able to see like when we take these things and uh, assign meaning to them and, and like show where, I don't know, show what the true intention behind it was Mm -hmm. and be able to tie it into like the freedom that we have in worship um she said it was just really cool because like it kind of redefined the apostles creed for her in a cool way that she'd never really thought of before yeah that is Mm -hmm. cool that is cool i know when we um talked we didn't have house church after week one we had house church after week two i believe the way the schedule worked out but i remember after week one um i had some conversations of people uh talking about god the father and how you know we shared on sundays how our earthly father really forms and shapes the way that we view our, our heavenly father. And I had some people that it really like kind of rocked their world to hear that God is for them and that God loves them. Um, it was really transformational for them for the, to, to just, maybe they've heard it before many, many times, but it was nice for them to actually kind of pause and reflect on that and be reminded of that truth that, that God loves us and God is for us because a lot of times our earthly fathers are not the, the exact best representation of that all the time. You know what I mean? 
And so we had some cool discussions on that. In our house church, we also, uh, the Holy Spirit week was a, was a big week, big topic of discussion for us as well, talking through the noise in our life, especially because our house church, we all have kids. And so the noise of taking your kids to school, getting your kids involved in sports, having play dates, and then having you know your relationships, your adult relationships, your adult conversations and all that. And it just gets so crazy that at times we need to just kind of pause and reflect and uh, and kind of be re- regrounded. And I know one of the main things that we talked about was how um, going to the voice of the Holy Spirit and, and seeking God before seeking all the other voices. You know, yeah. setting up a posture of dependency on God before, you know, when something goes bad at work, we call our mom or we call our spouse or we call our friends first. And then we seek out internet help first. And when we're sick, we go to you know, md.com, webmd.com or whatever Mm -hmm. before we even consider going to God. And so we said, you know, that was a big thing for us was we need to kind of refocus and recalibrate on, hey, we should probably seek God first and then maybe go to these other voices. But this whole idea of God within us, we need to to harness that and leverage that in our lives. Well, it's funny the, like the generational difference, not generational, I guess, but just age difference there because in our, in our house church, it's a lot of like 20 somethings, you know, mid to late twenties and stuff like that. And the conversation that we had about that was very social media based and it was very like technology based. So when we were talking about, you know, what's the loudest voice in your life, people over and over again were like, yeah, my phone. Yeah. You know, yeah, and it totally. was just that simple. Uh, we talked about how, like, I guess uh, one of the people in the group was like, "Yeah, I've been using this app that tells you how long you're on your phone." And like in an eight eight hour period, I was on my phone for six hours and forty minutes. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's a thing. Yeah. What is that app called? I don't your, know. Your phone can actually, if you go to your settings, you can click on the on like your somewhere in your settings, and it'll tell you how much time you spend on each app. What? Yeah. If you have an iPhone, it naturally. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Bob Mitten can attest to this that iPhones are like way, way better. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, we'll speak for Bob in in our endorsement of Apple products. Yeah, (laughs) I told him I didn't like my iPhone the other day, and he like roasted me about it. Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah, that is that is interesting. Social media was part of our conversation too, but yeah. So we were just talking about how like a lot of being on your phone just dominates your life and it dominates the voices that are speaking into you. Yeah. Um, I talked about how like there was a moment a couple weeks ago when, when, pre- when uh, Trump had that like first press conference and it was just a total train wreck, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. And like even, even all the conservative people that I follow were like, I don't know what the heck's going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So when that happened, I like, it was like midnight and I hadn't, I hadn't talked with Alyssa all day. It had been a busy day and stuff. And I like, I'm laying down to, I'm getting in bed and I put my phone, plug it in and I turn to Alyssa and I'm like, did you hear what Trump said today? And she's like, I don't care what Trump said today. (laughs) I was like, yeah, actually that's probably really healthy. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, but it's the thing where like, we just get so flooded with all of these things. It's not just like, Oh, my Facebook feed, this person said that, but like you get news notifications, you get like, you know, I mean, people check the weather and they care about that more than, you know, and, and I, what we talked about at our house church, like the predominant idea at the end was like, God isn't going to speak louder than those other voices. He's just not going to. He's not going to compete for it. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about how, like, that story where, like, God doesn't come in the fire. Or he doesn't come in the rain. He doesn't come in the wind. He comes in, like, the still small voice. Yeah, right. And we talked about how, like, God's not going to compete 
with all these other voices and he's not going to be louder. He's going to be quieter than them. And so our goal and our intention should be to take all of the other voices out, even if it's just for a minute mm-hmm. and be able to hear God's voice. Yeah. Turn them down, hit pause, remove. Right. Don't make yeah. him yell over everything else. Cause he's yeah. not going to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was really crazy. We were talking about that and I remember bringing up how like earlier in that week I had turned off my podcasts, like while I was driving and, um, just being able to drive in silence like was overwhelming for me um just because like i've made it such a habit to just listen to music or listen to something or just consume while i'm driving but instead like having that time to just like 10 minute a 10 minute drive was so life-giving just because i was just in silence yeah totally totally i'm the same way i feel like uh if you know the 21 pilot song car radio Mm -hmm. yeah instead of it's like but my words would be like the Holy Spirit convicted me about my car radio, so now I just sit in silence. You know what I'm saying? Like, that would be the... I'm unfamiliar the, with the song. I only the, the, listen to Creed the, exclusively. Well, the original words are, uh, somebody the stole my car radio, oh, okay. so now I just sit in silence. Oh, okay. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, the Holy Spirit convicted me, so I sit in silence. But uh, um, yeah, I'm the same way. Um, like, I'm constantly <clears throat> like listening to music or, you know, like, or we got Olivia who's our three, or about to be four tomorrow, Lord help me, a four-year-old in the back seat who wants to hear the Troll soundtrack every waking minute of the day. Which and, there could uh, be worse soundtracks. There absolutely could. I actually, yeah. I'm not going to lie, I use her as an excuse to listen <laughs> to, to the, listen troll, to the soundtrack. troll soundtrack. I love um, it. It's, it's hot. But, um, but so, like, yeah, just constantly doing that. And we, we had that discussion in Carmen and I's uh, house church as well. Um, it, the conversation was predominantly about, like, uh, voices and which voice is the loudest. And, you know, everybody, well, it was kind of split. You know, about half the room talked about their kids and about busy schedules. And then the other half of the room kind of, it was, it was really cool to see. But it, it was like almost everybody in our group um, was at this place where they needed needed to talk about this like precisely at this time and needed to talk about God, the father, his role as our father and, um, you know, who Jesus is to us. But then also like a lot of times we kind of like shelf the Holy spirit. Like we talk about God and Jesus and Mm -hmm. which, you know, love my mans, but, um, you know, we, uh, we don't ever like, we don't ever, I bet they appreciate, they appreciate that shout out. They do. Yeah. Shout out to Jesus. Shout out to Jesus. Shout out to God. Shout out to God. Shout out to God. This is all you Lord. Another one. You the best. And, um, and, um, and, uh, but, um, you know, we, we, a lot of times we don't talk about like the Holy Spirit's role. And so it was cool because everybody needed, um, to kind of be refocused on the Holy Spirit's presence in our daily life uh, and how he's giving us peace and giving us rest and, and, uh, and all these things because people were just tired. And that night, what I shared about him, shared with him too, like even myself, I shared with him that like, you know, we took prayer requests and I said, y'all should pray for me because I'm literally like tired, like not my body. I mean, with this physique, you're never really tired. But no. Yeah, you stay with, ready. Yes, hot. I stay on. Hot with two T's and a period. Two T's, hot. No debate, but um, when um, but uh, but mentally, man, I've just been drained, and you know, anxiety, anxiety is something that, as of like twenty six and on, um, which has only been like almost two years for me, but twenty six and up, like anxiety just hit me in a new way, and everybody just kind of talked about how we needed like the Holy Spirit to just kind of like you know like interrupt that and just kind of like overwhelm us with that peace and 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 
clarity. And if there's not going to be clarity, then at least like let us reach a personal resolve to where we can give it to God. It was really cool because we all like everybody in the room just needed to talk about that. And we reached some like really, really cool points of like transparency where people felt free enough and open enough uh, to talk about that and talk about the Holy Spirit uh, to them and, and all those things. And so I think it's it, it was much needed conversation as far as like the Holy Spirit goes for us because um, it's hard to verbal, verbalize a lot of times how you feel you you see or interpret the Holy Spirit in your daily life. And so to shine a light on that and to talk about that specifically uh, was really good for everybody because I think it reminds us just how much the Holy Spirit really does for us on a daily basis. So. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. That's 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 huge. Huge. <laughs> huge. Um, yeah, I know we, we quoted, I think we quoted it every week that we spoke, the Richard Rohr um, quote that said that, you know, God the Father is God for us. God the Son is God, what is with it, us. With, with us or yeah. alongside of us, I think is what yeah, it was. Yeah, alongside of us. Yeah. And then uh, the Holy Spirit is God within us. Mm-hmm. And that is just so, that's such a powerful guiding kind of tool for us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I... We actually had a lot of conversation in uh, in our house church about the whole, you know, Jesus being the exact and full representation of God, too. That that actually took up probably 10 or 15 minutes of our discussion. Um, and the, the main thing was that, like, a lot of people in my house church specifically just had never thought of it that way. Which is which is crazy, yeah. you know. Um, well, it's but one of those things you can glaze over. Oh, yeah, fully God, can, fully man. But when you really pause and think about it. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's crazy. And and the thing is is like I I mean I was raised in the church. I you know, like I've never not been in church. And um I've I'd never thought of the, thought of it that way until pretty recently too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and and when you look at scripture, it's like it's pretty clearly laid out that like Jesus is God. And so when you see Jesus, you see God, yeah. you know, and who Jesus is is who God is and there's no there's no distinction there, you know. Yeah, and um, I, I remember when I was in Bible college, how when they when they brought forth the idea that the entire scriptures is about Jesus, that the whole Old Testament is pointing to Jesus, right? And then the whole New Testament is flowing from Jesus, and how he's kind of the central figure. He's the the rep, like you said, the full representation of God in humanity. You know what I mean? And so when that, when that, I remember that totally rocking my world. I think like my sophomore year of college, I was like, whoa, you mean, whoa, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it just kept getting deep. I kept going through the layers like, oh my gosh, like when the Old Testament said this or that story or this prophet, I was like, whoa, yeah, whoa, it was, whoa. Yes. <laughs> it was, it was crazy. Yeah. It was. Yeah, totally. And I, I think that we're not like at least in a lot of evangelical churches, we're not pushed to have a, like a Christocentric or Christ-centered right. view of scripture. Um, you just like that because it says your name in it. I, I love that Christo. it has my name in it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> a Chris-centered, I mean, I mean Christ. Christ-centered. I mean Christ, just, yeah. that T. Sometimes it's silent. Yeah. It rolls um, off, Christ. <laughs> but yeah, uh, when when you start to kind of change that, that picture and you start to kind of understand it through that lens, um, it it's pretty, pretty mind blowing. Uh, and, and I've, I've heard people that, you know, they'll take like, they'll take like an old Testament passage and say, well, you know, well, this is who God is, but like Jesus doesn't look like that. Or they'll take something after, even after Jesus, something, you know, in, in the new Testament and say, well, this is who God is, but Jesus doesn't look like that. And I'm not saying that like either, or is any less important or any less inspired or any of that. But what I'm saying is that like the lens that we read it through, the lens that we interpret it through should be 
Christ. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like Chris and I were talking about this the other day about that whole the the whole idea of Jesus being the exact re- representation of God and so we were talking about we got into like really like like kind of heavy themes like you know judgment and wrath and and all these things and eternity and um but one of the things that yeah I think we landed on with it is um because I don't know if I kind of vary but like my first <laughs> It's jokingly, but honestly, at the same time, my first idea of Jesus being the exact representation of God is from the Thrice song, where Dustin Kensrue is like belting out, like, we are the image of the invisible. Yeah, you know, yeah. And then it's like the sweet breakdown. Don't know um, what you're talking about. I listen exclusively. Bro, you need to get up on it, dude. Exclusively to Creed. Oh, I thought you were going to say Christian music. No. Creed and Christian music are one and the same. So. Creed supersedes Christian music. You're right. With arms wide open. Creed is the full and exact representation <laughs> of Christian music. <laughs> Christian music. All, of, all music points to Creed and all music comes from Creed. <laughs> Go I, live, I live a Creed-o-centric life. Creed-o-centric. Dang. We're done here. So good. Yes. We're done here. Yes. But, um... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so we um, we talked about that, and uh, uh, one of the cool things I think we land on, landed on though was, or I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, so we um, talking about that, it made me think back to kind of like where I had kind of got my foundation and understanding like who Jesus is and how the Old Testament Old Testament pertains to Jesus and and the fulfillment of Jesus and the prophecy and all these things that go forth. And um, I like talking to Chris. I started to realize that um, I had a very, like, and this is no shots thrown to anybody, uh, unless you take it like that, then you could come find me. But um, (laughs) I had a very, uh, (laughs) I had a very, uh, you put a mic in my hand, I turned hardcore, you know. But but I had a very, like, Baptist, almost Calvinistic way of looking at it, because for a long time I really subscribed to, like, and I love him still, but, like, Matt Chandler is always one of my favorite, um, but it was, like, Matt Chandler, Mark Driscoll, um, like, dudes like this that are just, like, straight up from, like, that that vein of things, and so it was, like, um, you know, listening to, uh, to Chris's uh, most recent podcast on it, the whole Sinner Saved by Grace thing, or, yeah. you know, I have friends who are, like, really hardcore in the Baptist church that are, like, have clothing companies where it's, like, depraved wretch. I'm nothing but a depraved wretch. And it's like, dang, son. Like, buy that shirt. Buy that shirt for your girlfriend. Yeah. Here, here, babe. You're the best wretch ever. Yeah. And so, um, but um, so, babe. But uh, so, uh, uh, but yeah, just understanding that and thinking of that and all these things. It was cool talking about who Jesus is, though, because we kind of landed on like the idea of, um, you know, like I kind of brought up. God's wrath and, and different things in the Old Testament. And then, you know, Chris would kind of have something to interject there. And then Chris would say something from like the New Testament. And I kind of have another B side to it there. Um, but the thing that you can agree on for the whole thing is that it's all about Jesus. Um, Jesus is a central figure of it. And Jesus is like, Jesus is the filter that all those things to, should flow back and forth through. Like right. they don't only flow forward through them. 
the New Testament and Jesus's character help us to help us to helps us to look back and understand and filter through the Old Testament yeah, as well. Yeah, illuminates. So, yeah, so it's yeah. panoramic. It goes mm-hmm. forward and it goes backwards. And so if you're not if you're just taking like the Old Testament, filtering it through Jesus, and then seeing the New Testament, then you're only getting you're only doing half of it. It's meant for us to take the New, filter it back, and then it helps us to understand and go deeper more in the Old Testament. Yeah, because. Because there's some gems there, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, there's good stuff mm-hmm. there. And a lot of times, like, when I was young and coming coming into it and, like, really, like, man, I'm going to Bible study for 20 hours a day and not get a job. Um, like, when I was doing stuff like that. <laughs> that's a, that's um, a good, good, good. Yeah. That's good. And that's exactly how I sounded, too. I'm going to do it. But, um, so. Um, Were you smoking at the age of 11? Yes, I was. Yeah, okay. actually. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, all kinds of stuff. Colorado. But, yeah. um, so. Um, Colorado. So, uh, so. Um, Go Broncos. We, uh, but um, uh, you get this idea where it's like, I'm just going to read the New Testament because that's where Jesus is and that's all that's important. There's the, you know, oh, the new covenant, you know, like, and that's true. But if that's all you focus on, then again, you only get half of it. Like the Old Testament's there for a reason and it's important and it's, it's fruitful and it's meaningful. And uh, if we don't take what we know about Jesus and his character and run that back through that common thread all the way back through the old Testament, then we're not seeing the complete picture of who Jesus is, but also who God is uh, with us. And and it pertains to the Holy spirit and all that as well. So yeah, for um, sure. It's important to run it all. Yeah, for sure. Well, like with the, as, as I was saying that Christocentric like view on the Bible and on scripture, like when you look at it that way, um, I, I tell people a lot, like the way that I see the Bible since I've understood that that's what Christ did is that like the new, the old Testament is all pointing to who God is and who, you know, who we thought God was and all of that. And then Jesus shows up and he's the full and exact representation of God. And then the whole new Testament, like a lot of Paul's writings, he quotes the old Testament because he's looking back at Jewish history and going like, wait, no, okay, so if this is this, then that means that, and he's, like, connecting dots. Yeah, it's like pairing them. The whole, the whole time, all of his letters, he's connecting these dots, and he's like, wait, so this, like, that, to- that didn't completely make sense, but now because of Christ, like, this right. makes perfect sense. And, you know, he takes, like, the sacrificial system, and he takes, yeah. the, he takes everything, and he's like, okay, so if that's what that meant then, then, then through this lens, now... This is what it means, and it's right. it's so powerful when you look at it that way. It gives it, like, all new gravity, because I'm sure back then they just thought, like, you know, okay, well, we're doing this because this is what God wants, and, you know, you hear, you hear a lot of just different views of God based on the Old Testament. I hear a lot of people that don't want to get into church or anything like that, and it's all based on this idea of the Old Testament God. And you even hear a lot of, like, atheistic voices, like, big voices, like the big guys, like Richard Dawkins and all them, and they'll pull stuff like that as well. Well, the Old Testament God, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's because the Old Testament God is not is not God in his entirety. The Old right. Testament God is not the complete image of God. You don't hear them bring up Jesus. You don't hear them talk about Jesus and, and the way that Jesus practiced things because then that would actually give an accurate depiction of God, um, right. not just a one-sided depiction of God. And so it's important to just run that run that thread, that shout-out to propaganda, that crimson cord through the whole through, through the whole text because that's, that's the whole point of it. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Well, that's the thing. And a lot of people don't, don't necessarily want to see an accurate depiction of God. They want to see their depiction of God. And their understanding of God from their context and their background and their upbringing and what did their pastor say? What did their grandmother say? What did their parents say? Who God was? Because a lot of times that's easier. 
you know, because yeah. a lot of times it's it's tailor made to fit your context, right? And yeah. so you know, uh, we get we get a lot of uh, um, what emails and texts <laughs> <laughs> after a lot of our our messages, um, and every time I get it though, I I I like it. I get yeah. excited, you know, yeah. when people push back and people question and people are like, well, "Wait a second, that's that's not right," or "This is not right," because it, it shows it shows me that that they're wrestling with it. And that it's actually like doing something in their heart and in their life. Even if they fully disagree, at least they're like researching to see what they do believe and why they believe it and why that's wrong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even if it, even if we don't see eye to eye at the end of the conversation, I, I feel like God's still working in the whole thing. Right. You know, which has been really really cool. Yeah, that's just something that's really awesome to see, just in general, like having like differing opinions, but like strengthening each other's opinions and yeah. each other's beliefs through that like that i don't know it's just not something you necessarily see a whole lot of right especially in the church if, if you can have like we've tried really hard around here to create a culture where you can share your doubts you can share your fears you can share your um differing opinions and, and it's okay you mm-hmm. know but i think that's important in the church because you know like you were like chris was saying on um sunday when you started your whole talk off talking about the different parts of the body yeah and and you know the eyeballs and the what it's I, I, like, real I cringe at the word eyeball for some reason. When you put ball behind it, it's just like... I did get really graphic. It's like real graphic. intestinal tract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, why did I say intestinal tract? <laughs> I don't know why I said intestinal <laughs> tract. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but now I forgot what I was saying. Oh, you said like the body and how it's so different. And But I think for some reason, a lot of times the church doesn't depict that. You know, it's like you all have to be the same way. You all have to think the same way. You all have to line up 100% on all the stuff. And it's like, but that's that's not it, you know, because the eyes are different than the tongue. It's different than the nose. It's different than the ears. And they all have different functions, and they all work differently. And so I think creating a culture within the church to celebrate those sort of things, I think, is, is super important. Yeah, for sure. You know? And, I mean, that was the goal of the Apostles' Creed. Right. And that's why it's so important. Right, was to unify. Right. And, honestly, in my opinion, like we had talked about, Sam, like, we, we grew up Protestant, we grew up evangelical, and in those circles, um, we don't really emphasize the Apostles' Creed very much, right? which At might all. actually be part of the reason why there's so much fighting. Yeah. It might be part of the reason why there are so many different denominations and so many different, like, you know, people are always like, oh, well, you know, they think that over there and they're yeah. just crazy and they're just stupid and yeah. this and that. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at, I mean, yeah, maybe there are things that the Catholic Church didn't get right throughout history. But if you look at one of the things, like, they're super unified. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, even Even though they all may have a slightly different takes on things. Mm-hmm they're very unified because they they come back to the same thing and the same thing is very simple. Yeah. You know, like the gospel is super simple when you break it down and so like the Apostles' Creed kind of defines that and it's yeah. it's just a very easy thing, you know. Well, um, and, and the Catholic Church has Fat Tuesday, which I believe if the so Protestant important. Church had something like that that was like Krispy Kreme Day or something, <laughs> I feel like that would be way more unifying. I'd be a patron saint. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. I, I can tell Carmen's over here. She's got her microphone up next to her mouth, just waiting, urging. Dun, dun, yeah, nah. On the edge of her seat. Carmen, do you have some wisdom to share? No, but... <laughs> 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 no, it just reminded me when Chris said, um, when you're like, it's that simple. Like, whatever. We talked about that in house church a little bit. That um, I was like, some of these things may seem like elementary, like you know, why are we talking about God the Father? Why, you know, whatever. I was like, but, you know, I think sometimes we complicate 
too much of our faith. That is something that is simple and is like, you know, I believe when the Bible says that we should have a childlike faith, then we should have a childlike faith. And like from the children's pastor. I love it. I know. I know. (laughs) But like, I think like, it's just, you know, getting back to like, just getting back to that place where it's like, God, like, um, I was reading our house church and it's like the biggest lie is like, we can't be like Jesus cause he's like God. And I was thinking about it a lot. And I'm like, I always tell our kids like, let's be like Jesus. Let's be like Jesus. And like, but as adults, like, do we ever go around and are like, Hey, are you being like Jesus? No, we don't do that. But right. like, but how simple that is and how like just getting back to that place where we can, I don't know. I like that word simple. It just struck a chord with me. Like, just being those, just being simple. No, yeah, I like it. I uh, absolutely. My mom used to tell. I, I don't. Seth can maybe attest to this. Every time we leave the house, my mom would say two things to us, um, especially in high school and, and middle school. She would say, "Be like be Jesus." Li- she would say, "Be like Jesus." Do you know what the second thing is? Uh, I don't. Flee for flee fornication. Flee fornication. <laughs> she would say. She would say, "We're walking out with all of our friends." Worked she, for she Sam. Say, didn't she, work for Seth. She, <laughs> <laughs> nope. Didn't hear that one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was like she would say, "Be like Jesus and flee fornication." Every time we left our house, but um, <laughs> that made me think of that. But yeah, you, no, you're totally right. Like when Jesus went through and and grabbed his disciples. He didn't look for the dudes with seminary degrees. He didn't look for the theologians and the philosophers. He went to fishermen. He went to common folk and was like, hey, this is how it's going down. you know." And they were like, yeah, we're totally in. It would. And I think that happens a lot. I think we try to overcomplicate it. I think we try to, you know, not saying that, that theological study and pursuits and, and philosophy and all this, I'm, I'm not saying that stuff's out the window. But at the same time, it's like coming back to the basics you guys know that that old gospel song we need to get back to the basics oh. of a life mm-hmm. thank you lord a heart that is pure <laughs> thank you for shielding me oh. and nope. protecting thank me you, love lord. that is yeah, grace right. is sufficient <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah right something yeah oh man but no for real like in, i don't know what it is either cuz i only listen to Creed. the lord is my Go shepherd <laughs> but no for real like even even uh, what i talked about on on sunday like that that verse in ephesians 4 where paul writes like you you've been put into like you like put on your new self yeah. and then he says which is created to be like God, mm-hmm. righteous and holy, you know? Yeah. And, like, we don't we don't talk about that enough. We don't talk about being like Jesus. We don't talk about being like God. And the craziest thing is, is that, like, every time when you look, whether it's the Apostle Paul writing or whether it's in First John or whether it's Jesus himself talking to his disciples, it's almost always paired when he says to be holy or when he says to be like God, it's almost always paired with loving your neighbor. You know, like that is the expression of yeah, holiness. I loved that when you talked about that on Sunday. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, me and Carmen were actually talking about this this morning uh, because food makes me feel godly. But um, we uh, we were getting... Did you say food makes you feel godly? Yeah, I was joking, but kind of. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't of. know what I meant to say, but f- <laughs> food is heavenly. Maybe that's what... I don't know. So we... Um, we were buying, which is going to take me to my next uh, thing. Uh, we um, we were buying, however you pronounce them. The lady at Kroger said they're pronounced uh, uh, poochkies. Yeah, poochkies. You put an N in there. There's no N in it. Yeah, but you say an N. It's Polish, though. Po- it doesn't have to make Punchki. sense. Okay. Yeah. Punchki. There's way so, too many um, consonants, not enough vowels. <laughs> okay, so we just compensate. Yeah. So um, Or Carmen, what do you call them? Pazookies. Pazookies. <laughs> which you can get at BJ's. But there's a there's a restaurant there's a restaurant down south <laughs> called called never mind so uh, so anyway 
It's called like BJ's Brew House, and you can get a cookie with ice cream on it. It's called a freaking pizookie, all right? Jeez. So, jeez. Uh, so, uh, we were buying punch keys, and uh, we're leaving the store, and... Where, where were you buying them? Kroger. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, at Kroger. No, uh, yeah, no, no other moniker needed. So, like, so we're leaving, we're, we're pushing the cart to the car, and... Uh, um, the lady's like, oh man, have you never, you've never had these before? And we're like, nah, we're from Orlando. And she's like, they don't have Catholics in Orlando? And I was like, <laughs> like, what, is, like what does that mean? And, uh, because her, her insinuation though, is that it's, it's wherever there's a, like a large demographic or a large population of, of Catholics or whatever, usually these kind of things go on and there's a big fat Tuesday celebration that starts Lent and, or, you know, comes into Ash Wednesday and Lent season and all that. And Carmen and I were just talking about that and we were like, you know, she asked me if I wanted to go to, uh, she was like, yeah, Chris was talking about going to like fish fries because they do them up here. It's huge. We, we see them down south, but when you're down south, you don't think it's for Lent. You think it's just the hillbilly Catholic yeah. churches doing <laughs> a, a fish low fry. country boil, man. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. bro, like, you fry know, some catfish why, don't you, yeah, why don't you do a car wash? Why are you making these teenagers fry catfish, you know? But, you know, those are the churches where the pastor preaches barefoot. And yeah. so, um, so, so anyway, so we, uh, we were talking about it, and she was like, well, you know, you're going to... Chris was talking about going to a fish fry. I don't like fish, but you should go with them. I was like, I'm totally going to participate in that. I don't know if I'm going to give up meat. And then we, <laughs> we started talking about other stuff, and she, we just... We, we got on to the, pl- to the point where we were like, man, I, we, we... She asked me about it, and I said, you know, I guess I just never thought about it, because we've never really had to think about it. It's never talked about in just regular contemporary church services down there, uh, not amongst any contemporary church pastor or even in the denomination, uh, you know, the meetings and different events. It's just never, ever talked about. And so we've never been in a place where we've even had to think about it, which kind of made us, like, sad a little bit where we were like, man, like, we've never had to kind of see that, experience that, be a part of that. And I say all that to say it's 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 funny that you brought up the whole like that that's why there's unity in the Catholic church and all these different things, because a lot of times the churches and, and things that we've been a part of um, down South, it's almost, and I'm sure you can attest to this. You're from Florida too, but mm-hmm. um, down South, it's almost like a, like a dividing line. They're like, uh, you know, people will go, well, you know, I'm Christian, but I'm Catholic. And then people will be like, well, it's Christian and Catholic, the same thing. I mean, I think they are. And then some people will be like, no, no, we're not the same. Like you're Catholic. I'm Christian. Like we don't, you know, and it's like this big dividing line there where it's like, you guys do stuff that's not okay. And we, you know, we, we just sit around and, and drink beer and watch football. And so people think there's like these two big, like, you know, sides here. And it's just funny that it's really cool to be in a place where it's like, you know, we have people in this church, which is not a Catholic church, that practice those things and go through those things. And uh, um, a lot of people in this congregation have a very, like, uh, like liturgical lean on things. And this is really cool because there's no reason why not. Like, a lot of those things are good and a lot of those yeah. things bring unity. And a lot of those things bring, which I think is most important of all, bring a lot of clarity 
two practices of church that almost every church does, yeah. but there's no backstory. There's no reason why. There's no history behind it. And so we just don't know why it's there. So we just go through the motions and do it, but we don't know the real heart behind it. Yeah. And so being able to see those things in practice in real time in front of us, we've never seen those before. And it's really cool to actually be a part of, like we're excited to participate in those because I feel like it's going to show us a new dimension of um, of faith, like, you know, how it's practiced out. So Yeah. And your box of punchkeys this morning probably helped. Yeah, I bought I bought enough for everybody to have one, but somehow I still ended up eating two. <laughs> you ate mine. So thank you, God. <laughs> another he, sh- another shout out to God. He mu- he multiplied it. <laughs> God, you did that, man. <laughs> you. That's you, Lord. That's funny. Well, any any other final thoughts before we wrap up? Just on the whole series, the whole Apostles' Creed. Any any final thing? that you're kind of taken away from from the uh, the past four weeks here at Central? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, it was a great series. We'll see you guys next yeah. time. I have um, a question. Because it's Fat Tuesday, does that mean that we get to have a bigger lunch and justify it? Yes. With Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, uh, I saw a thing this past week. I saw this thing past week that was like Chick-fil-A's... Holy. Praise the Lord. So, something about Chick-fil-A, how Hallelujah. like those don't count in your diet because those are God's calories? Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's biblical. That so was, that Fat was, Tuesday, Chick-fil-A yeah. third, is... Third Corinthians. Three Corinthians. Yeah, three. Not third. Three <laughs> Corinthians. Three Corinthians. It's actually in the book of Maccabees that was voted out. In, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Or the book of Thomas? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, a- any final thoughts or no? Did we cover everything? I think I'll go over for you. Get it, girl. You don't know what I'm talking about on the podcast. Um, No, just because I started off reading the Apostles' Creed, and if I have to be 110% honest, I think that might be the first time I ever read it was 30 minutes ago. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, I mean, (laughs) like, I've, of course, seen it, but I don't think I've ever fully read it. And I think just reading that, I was instantly, like, in my heart, I was like, I do believe this, and I believe yeah. all these things. And I guess I just kind of thought, right now, it's like, man, if you were to, like, just to recap the series, but, like, man, like, know what you believe. And, like, when you believe in it, like, stand for it. And mm-hmm. just, like, um... Sorry, We're really staring at you because you're talking. <laughs> um, but just like, I'm sorry. Looking around like, like, wait, why are you looking at me? <laughs> I don't know. After reading it, I was just thinking like, man, like, let's be people who know what we believe, stand for what we believe, and, and like live out this faith together and, you know, with with each other and loving each other and yeah. being like Jesus and fleeing from infatuate. Flatulation? Flatulence? <laughs> Flee from flatulence. Hallelujah. I'm done. In, infatuation. I infatuation. Got it. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Just like, um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that. Um, I guess my takeaway for this, like, um, never really like seeing the Apostles' Creed in this light uh, up until this point, like seeing it as just like the basic beliefs, like the very basic, like this is what we all like can agree on and having like such a simple statement be such a unifying thing. Like one of our core values here is like not majoring over the minors and to be able to like cultivate the kind of culture here, the community here, 
and hopefully trying to be the, the kind of people who um, are more unifying than anything. I think the Apostles' Creed is something really important yeah. um, as a former Catholic to yeah. realize this now, like how many years after not being a part of that context, it's yeah. like really really cool well, that's yeah. cool though yeah and the and the initial i mean that was the whole initial design of yeah. the apostles creed was all these different heresies were taking place all these different thoughts schools of thought and this was like no guys we need to come together this is our anchor this is kind of and this is it this is how, like yeah the main important parts this is the thesis statement to like yeah. everything exactly yeah. yeah yeah well and i think like not to not just to throw it back to like what i talked about on sunday again but like <laughs> Sounds it sounds plug. narcissistic that I'm talking about what I talked about, but um, <laughs> did you did you guys hear Chris's talk? Because it was pretty good, apparently. I mean, you, you should totally listen to the podcast. I don't know. I Week mean, four. He lives uh, a very no. he lives a very Chrisocentric life. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but with all that being said, kind of where we went with it is you know as as you had said at the beginning, we went God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we kind of defined the Trinity, and we talked about that a little bit, and then the last week we talked about how. I love how the creed ends with like, I believe in the church. Yes. I believe in the communion of saints. Yes. That's such an important thing to say, you know? And like we said, this is such a unifying thing. And it's something that brings us all together, whether it's the Catholic church or the Protestant church, or whether it's a Pentecostal church or a Baptist church or a Methodist church, it doesn't matter. I believe in the church. I believe in the communion of saints. And I think that that's so important. Um, And especially when, you know, as we talked about on Sunday, like, what do we do with all this? You know, we can say, okay, God, the father. Yeah, that makes sense. Jesus, the son. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. The Holy spirit. Yeah, that makes sense. But like, what's the actual physical takeaway? Like, what do we actually do, you know, about this and how does it change the way that we live in the world? And, um, that's that idea of, of humanity being pulled into this Trinity and humanity being a part of that love and self-sacrifice. I think that that's the takeaway that has to be the takeaway is that, how do I love God? Like, how do I love him back? How do I yeah. do actually participate in this thing that we've been talking about? And it's, it's love your neighbor. Yeah. It's love, you know, it's love your enemies. It's love everyone. Yeah. Love each other. You know, it's huge. I think, um, my, my takeaway from it would just be, um, it brings, it brings really great emphasis on, um, like the, the Trinity and, uh, the values of just the different aspects and attributes of who God is and um, I think just the important thing for me that I take away from it is just that you, no matter where you come from or what background you have, um, you're not fatherless. Um, a lot of people have fathers that aren't there, that they're kind of checked out, and then other people don't have the physical presence of a father. Um, but nonetheless, you have a father in heaven who loves you. And um, so you're not fatherless. Um, you're not without that presence. It's there for you, um, knowing that there is um, an advocate for you, uh, that Jesus Christ um, is there, that he was offered up for the things that we should have been offered up for, you know, and then uh, that the Holy Spirit, I love the verse, um, I used to I used to throw it at people all the time, where it was like, um, you know, the same, the same power, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you, you know, and uh, just understand that the Holy Spirit is real, man, like it's, if we if we just understood the gravity of like the Holy Spirit in us, just just what the potential the potential of what the Holy Spirit could do in us if we were open to that, if we were more attentive to that. Um, I mean, Scripture says it, dude. Like the same, not a same kind, not an offshoot, not a 
different brand, not the great value brand, not whatever, like the same exact spirit that raised Christ from the dead is working in us and his people. And so um, just know that you have you have a father in heaven that loves you. You you have a son who's your advocate and that you have his exact spirit working in you um, and the potential for that to, to be a part of the local church is just is huge. Yeah, that's awesome. Seth, you have any final thoughts? Uh, I'd say my only final thought is that um, through this series, I've learned that uh, Rich is really good at impersonations. Yeah. <laughs> like, really, really good. Yeah. I thought it was just DJ Khaled, but then he came out with like, the Scott Rich, can you, stuff. Can you take us higher real quick? Oh, my gosh. Come on, man. <laughs> straight. Why don't we fade it out and fade in some Creed right here? Oh. <laughs> Can you that- take yeah. me higher? <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw on the guitar solo for you. There you go. To a Palel. It's not place, bro. It's Palel. <laughs> That's so good. Okay, well, listen, uh, from our conversation to yours, keep the conversation going. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and you experience life change. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but still want to support this faith community, visit our giving page at centralchurch.cc. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Hot. I need that. Ooh. Level up. Forever. Forever.